Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. No. And with me is your other host, Sergio. I'm slightly less angry, Sergio. No, that's that's Jeff. His his we're, we're, his uh his middle name is Christoph. Uh, we 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 took a bit of bit bit of a longer break than we usually do. It uh, feels hard. weird. It, yeah, it feels like forever since we've spoken. Yeah, we're recording on the weekend too. That's extra weird. That is. But there's a reason for that. Someone to blame. I mean, uh, someone. <laughs> a reason. A reason. For, <laughs> uh, there is a reason for that. <laughs> and, and what's that reason, Jeff? We're joined by a very special guest. Our buddy Russ. Yeah. Hey. Welcome back to the show, Russ. He's so yeah. excited. It's it's uh, been a while. Yeah, yeah, when 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 we announced what we were doing, or w- when they announced the Street Fighter crossover, he went out of his way to message us and say, "Dibs on being on that episode." At the, at that point, I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. We can do that. That that is a request that can be fulfilled." Uh, Russell, what have you been up to? Well, since I wasn't able to talk you into doing a character spotlight on Dragon Lord, uh, I felt like this was a nice consolation prize. No, I've uh, I've been podcasting myself into an early grave, actually. Um, oh no! Uh, I, <laughs> I've got so much stuff going on right now, but it's all fun, and uh, I'm here for it. Good. Good. I, I've I've been listening to that Sith cast that you that that you had that you were putting up. Mm-hmm. And I did not realize there were people so into the Sith. Because <laughs> I'm just I'm like, just... oh, Darth Maul has horns. He's cool. But like, other than that, is oh oh oh, there's like a lot of lot of deep backstory here. Yeah. So so, so I guess th- this is where we 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 enter into the actual podcast uh what's our first segment i'm gonna say uh jeff it's time to see what's in that bodacious box ah. okay okay uh I, so i'm gonna you're a guest here russ so, is there anything in your box uh i don't have anything turtle related at all um i haven't bought anything turtles for a while um, that four thousandth shredder? Uh, no. No. no? I, I I do. I sometime this month it's supposed to arrive. The uh, loyal is. I think it's loyal loyal, loyal subjects. IDW predator or predator shredder. <laughs> <laughs> now shredder. that would be a matchup I'd love to see. Yes. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was a predator in uh, Dark Horse comics that was modeled after the Shredder, um, nice. which is pretty cool. But yeah, I have that I have that IDW Shredder coming at some point. Um, is this I think the it's the first one. Bundle? I don't think this one's a bundle. I think this one's just the single figure. Okay. Whatever whatever Amazon had up on their uh, <laughs> pre-order. Yeah, I, I think that's just the figure. They are selling a, a bundle that comes with an, an issue of Shredder in Hell, mm-hmm. which it, that's one issue of a miniseries. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, but that is an incredible miniseries. <laughs> yes, it's good, but 
like give some give us give us something substantial, you know, or right. I mean, the layman is not going to know why Shredder is in hell or exactly. what he's doing in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 really weird. Uh, and and just to kind of to dive on a weird tangent here. So in similar news, the Bebop and Rocksteady best of IDW book came out last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been buying all these stupid best of books. None of them make any sense. <laughs> like Bebop and Rocksteady do have a best of like there's there's some really good co- comic content that they've been in like uh, the, the the two miniseries that they did in IDW's fantastic. Mm-hmm. However, in this collection, it's like one issue from Archie, one issue from like the middle of the the uh, the IDW run, and then like one issue from each of the miniseries. Like, mm. I don't understand pulling a single issue out of a miniseries and putting it into a collection. Right, especially when you have a second miniseries in there with only one issue in it. Um, yeah, I, I, they're so know, stupid. <laughs> it, it's it's dumb, but I, I assume I bet I can guess which issue of the IDW run they put in there. You probably can. Uh, Jeff, was there anything in your box? Yes, there was. Uh oh. So. I got in my limited run, um, Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shell Shock Anniversary Edition uh, for Switch and PlayStation 5. Ooh. Yeah. Wait. You got... When did those ship? Uh, Last week sometime? Why have I not gotten one? That's a very good question, Sergio. I do know that they they canceled all of the Xbox orders. Did they? Ooh. They did because they couldn't in, ensure that all of the DLC was going to be on disc. So because they're real anal about that, they canceled all the <laughs> Xbox One orders, uh, which then they extended the campaign out for another week to let anyone who bought the Xbox One SKU buy one of the other two SKUs. Hmm. I then bought one of the other two SKUs, and I've heard nothing else from them. I mean, sometimes it's like that as somebody who has purchased from them for five or six plus years. I'm I'm in the middle of making a huge mistake with them right now. Um, I'm trying to get all of these soundtracks on 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 vinyl. Oh, I decided not to do any of that. Um, (laughs) Oh, boy. It's uh yeah, yeah I've I, they're halfway done. I've so far have I've ordered all of them, but that's like fifty bucks a month. <laughs> oh <laughs> lord. Yeah yeah. Uh well I've got some stuff in my box. Cool. Um. So we talked about the uh, the uh, I, I don't even know how to put it the. Limited edition, exclusive, whatever, um, Ray Filet pop figure. Mm. Well, I got that. Um, and in true Sergio fashion, uh, I ordered it directly from Funko because you can buy it on their website. Uh, and then within 48 hours, I saw it in a, in a store. 
Mm. It'd be like that. Yeah, it says that's happened multiple times to me now. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I also got the, the, the while I was in the Funko store, I went ahead and ordered the the Leonardo blockbuster figure thing. Re- oh yeah, yeah. Rewind, yeah. rewind, and it's it's smaller than I imagined it being. Uh, when when you advertise a a a box that looks like a VHS case. You just kind of, in your mind, think, hey, this is going to be the size, or at least close to the size of a VHS tape. And it's more the size of, like, you know, those those answering machine tapes from the 90s? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's bigger than that, but it's, it, like, it's not huge. They're, they're tiny little things, and it's cool looking. I like it. I, d- I don't know if they're going to do any more of them, but we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I also found a... Loyal subjects, a loyal subjects, uh, slash figure mm. at our local Target. Oh, nice! And it's the slash figure based on the original cartoon, not the original action figure, the original cartoon. Uh, so he has the you know the the, the big goofy face, and he glows in the <laughs> dark, and it 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 looks way better than all of the ninja like the turtles. Like he is, of course, himself is a turtle, but. He, that figure looks better than all of the standard turtle figs. It's it's wild how how much better he looks. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That that are I have the tune uh, shredder, the loyal subject one, and it it's it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the I you know those IDW ones. I I don't have any of them yet, but they look like they're way better quality than the tune ones. Nope. Oh, okay. I have them. All right, they're fine. Like the the dashes dreams so violently. Look, poor look, man. The, the sculpts are better. <laughs> the, the the sculpts they're better. Yes, but the okay. quality is exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. So I guess enter at your own risk. Um. All right. So uh, the the last thing that I got um. I didn't know existed until the last time we recorded, and I didn't want to announce that it existed because I didn't want everyone to buy them before I got a chance to buy them. Oh, let me uh, pull up the internet here. Yeah, <laughs> ready to purchase just in case. We talked about the He-Man, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the Masters of the Universe team and T crossover stuff last episode. Uh, we have a little bit more information on that in news, but we'll get to that. In one of the news stories that we covered, they mentioned that. It was supposed to be a comic crossover years ago, uh, and that artist, Freddie Williams II, Freddie E. Williams II, the guy who did uh, the art for the Batman TMNT crossovers, was actually working with IDW and whoever the other – if there was another publisher, like he was working on like the the artwork for it. It would have been DC at the time. There you go. That, That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, he was working on it, and it never happened. So he put a lot of his art together into like a small art book, uh, and he's selling it on his site under the name He-Man TMNT, the crossover that almost was. Oh, I love that. It is That's a bunch really cool. of pencils of his artwork uh, of both, like both character, both you know universes together. That's awesome. And it's really, really, really nice, especially if you're a fan of his 
like his artwork. I'm not a huge fan of his work in the actual comic books, but he does really good covers. He does really good splash mm, pages. Yeah. He does really big and bold scenes. And this book is just full of them. And it's the, again, the crossover that never was. There's even some like, uh, some layouts in the middle of it. It's, it's, it's got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of write-ups on it. It's, it's really a cool release that again, I didn't know existed until that, that news story hit. Apparently it was published a few years ago. Wow. Well, I, I bet it happens now. Um, like they'd be crazy real. not to, they'd yeah. really be crazy not to. Because yeah. I mean, they did the street fighter TMNT started out as a toy crossover. Um, so, but this seems like it's got a lot more effort behind it. Uh, Anyway, um. (laughs) we'll get to that. Uh, in addition to that on his website, he also has a Batman TMNT work in progress book of the same style. That's a bunch of, you know, pencils and inks and layouts and stuff of, uh, that crossover that he did work on that did finish. So I bought that as well. Both of them came in. Both of them came in signed. Ooh. And uh. I didn't order this, but he sent me, or at least his people sent me a bonus book, uh, a director's cut of Batman, the like the Batman team and T crossover number one. Wow. Nice. Yeah. With with that, that was like a an, an exclusive uh, variant or whatever. I, I don't know. I didn't order it. It came in, so I was thrilled. So my only complaint is these books are kind of expensive. They're like thirty bucks a piece. Mm. It's not is, too. It's not too bad. They're, but they're not. They're not very big. Like they're not enormous books. But all and your money it, is going to the artist. That's true. That, that's true. Like support. Do it. Buy it if if you're interested. But when you're buying both of them and you're spending 70 total because of shipping, it it's 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 a lot more than expected. That yeah. picture that that piece of Raphael right in Battle Cat is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, it's it's a really cool book. I'm really glad I got it. So now now that I have it, everyone else can go out and buy it. Do, do it. <laughs> go get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's everything that's in my box. I have some other stuff coming, but we'll talk about that next time. Um, that kicks us over to our next segment. And this one, I'm going to throw to Russ. What's next? It's time for secret of the news. Ah! <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. You sound like you, uh, uh blew a tube on that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, th- I threw it over to Russ, but somehow Louis Armstrong answered. <laughs> I see skies <scars> blue. <laughs> so, secret of the, the, the news. We have <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have like eight stories, and we're not, we're not totally overrun by news this time. Uh, but we do have some stuff. Uh, what, what, what would you consider the big news this week, Jeff? I would say... Uh, probably the biggest one was the um the dedication uh marker and sewer lid cover uh for uh where they uh Eastman and Laird uh 
created turtles. Yeah. Yeah. So in Dover, New Hampshire, uh, over the weekend, they was it the weekend or is it Friday? It doesn't matter. This past week, uh, there was a dedication ceremony to unveil the the landmarker or the marker that indicates, hey, the turtles were created right here. Not in this house because the house doesn't exist anymore, but basically at this property where this house used to be. And a manhole cover that was designed by Kevin Eastman. And there was a ceremony. Kevin Eastman was there. Peter Laird's wife, daughter, and grandchild was there. Yeah, there. He, could, he could not make it, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and it, the, you know, images popped up everywhere. I'm it, in, in my soul. I felt this when it, when the pictures popped up, like I want to do a, what's a, let me Google pilgrimage. Yeah. I feel like that's what we, we need to do. Yeah. I feel like we need to go visit this stupid thing because yeah. like this, as the stories came out about, you know, the creation of it and, and how Dover was part of the, you know, that experience. I didn't know that they only lived in that house for like nine months or like a year. Oh, wow. It wasn't long at all. Cause they only worked on issue one there. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. It's wild. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, we'll let, I'm, we'll, let's, we'll let Russ take it first. It's he is our guest. I think it's really, uh, neat. You know, you know, you go around these, any city, any town, and they're going to have like historical markers. But unless you're like a history buff, you're like, who cares? <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Right. Um, not wrong. But uh, for uh, for nerds like us, it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is where the turtles were made. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And it's, you know, I think it's a testament to just. Uh, independent comics because you know everyone knows spider-man and superman and batman all that but these two guys just made these four characters on their own and it has become so you know famous and uh popular that it gets a manhole cover where it was created yeah (laughs) i'm gonna echo what what russ said i'm like it's we don't get a lot of this stuff here in Japan. It's extremely common for there just to be pop culture stuff on every corner, you know, like for yeah. their heroes, like for Super Sentai, Common Rider, Ultraman, Godzilla, you know, that stuff is everywhere. They have a Godzilla hotel. He's peeking up over the edge of it. I mean, I want to go someday. Right. And there's like freaking like two scale Gundam, uh, uh, in Japan that work. And, you know, Getting stuff like this, like it's like very, very cool and very, just very special, and just makes it uh, just cements how amazing the, this just the, the turtles are as as a whole and as a franchise. Yeah, yeah. This this thing is like twenty years too late. It's <laughs> I, I love that it exists and good on Dover for doing it. There's twenty years too late. This should have been done already. I agree. Um. And I definitely want to go. Like I was googling flight f- flight costs to get to get up there and back, and like we could fly into Boston and then drive there, or it it, it would be it wouldn't be a cheap trip, but it would be kind of awesome to take a picture next to that thing. 
in reference to this this unveiling, as as you said, or as we said, Peter Laird did not attend the unveiling. The the, the and instead, of course, his wife went, and she was sent with a some you know a speech to give. Apparently, there was a time crunch; she wasn't able to give the whole speech, so he posted the speech that he sent with her on his pal blog. A blog that he hadn't touched in how long? Oh, gosh. The last time was, I think, 20... 2018. Yeah. That was the last while. time he had posted anything, I think. Well, uh, you know, when you're retired. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'd I, love to think that this is like a new, hey, he's back, guys. He's going to be... He's not. This, this is... I wouldn't even call this an official blog. This was just him having written something and wanting to make sure it was out there. Yeah. Um, did you read all the way through it, Jeff? I have not had a chance to yet. No. And uh, now stand back folks as Sergio regales you and reads the entire thing. That's not, <laughs> it's, 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 there's, we have a time crunch. That's not going to, this is true. And it's, it's a pretty beefy <laughs> post. Yeah, yeah. And it's there's not really anything in it that we didn't already know uh, it, 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 when it comes to Ninja Turtle stuff, you know, how many copies were ordered and who they got their got the money from for the loan, that it was an in joke. There, there's just a lot of stuff that we as Turtles fans already know. Now, the people of Dover who were in the audience at the time, I'm sure they may may not have known. You know, it, it's it's a good story to read over. He also talks a lot about the city of Dover and how fond him and his wife were of the city. And had they not needed to move for some reason, he could see himself living there for a long time. But of course he didn't. So yeah. uh, I hope this n- now that he has <laughs> reset the password on his blog and gotten back into it, that he's encouraged to write more. That would be great. My Bigger concern here is why isn't Peter Laird traveling? Hmm. That's 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 where the news part of this is for me. I don't. I don't know. I mean, he is he is older. He is older. Um, he's what in his seventies? Ah, late sixties, I believe. I can we can Google it. We can Google it. He was born in fifty four, which makes him sixty nine years old. Uh, well, I mean, it could be something that he was, you know, scheduling conflict or something that he was doing or you know, I don't who knows. Or he just might not want to do it. Uh, right. right like, like, I don't recall him. I don't think he he flies. I don't think. Because like the last like when I met him in 07 was in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. At a con. And I think that's not too far from where he was living at the time. So I think they all just like piled in the van and drove. Yeah, but it like the Northeast is very squished like together, True. like especially with us being from Mississippi and everything's really spread out and it takes three hours to get anywhere. Like yeah. in New England, it doesn't take as long to get places because they're closer together. Yeah. Again, think- I'm not sure where he's residing now. I would assume it's in New England. It's got to be, right? Well, I guess I guess there's no way to know. He's he did do a con recently. Yeah, up there. So I, I don't know. It it just it it's it's hyper weird. He's a retired dude. What else is he doing? 
I mean, I didn't want to say it. Maybe he's not in the best of health. I don't. I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, I don't like, want to be that, that guy, you know. I, but but we kind of. I, I I didn't either. But that's kind of the big concern here. Yeah, it's like no people don't start mm-hmm. freaking out, you know. Just like just you know, this is all kind of speculation. Yeah, like of of the two, Eastman and Laird. Eastman is the one who's busy. Just I just I know. don't know. Like why would you not go? I don't, I don't even know how much of this is going to make it into the show, but it's, concern, it's, it's just, it's just concerning, you know, especially well, I mean, for him, for him not to go his wife to go and for him to send a message. Like I could see him just not going and just pretending like it doesn't exist. Like, uh, I don't want to do that. And then just ignoring it. That's, that's one route that I feel like would have a stronger stance of him being fine, but him yeah. not being there, but there being a proxy for him is a red flag. It is a little troubling. Yeah. But let's move on to some happier news. Um, yeah. Those of you who missed out on the NECA Ultimate April figure at your local Target stores currently have the ability to pre-order it from the NECA store online. I have beef. You have beef? I have beef. What's your beef? I mean, they should have done that in the first place. Uh, but thanks to you, you I got, got one. You got your I figure. I got one. I know. I know. Thanks to you. But it's still freaking dumb. No, no. Yeah. Here they are trying to make good, and Jeff's flying off the handle at them. Right, right. They, they still need to make – I still need Rex 1. Okay. They, they, they can't do it right. NECA is damned if they do and damned if they don't. That's pretty much the case. It's like – I mean. Uh, the the NECA store has your back. So just, if you need it, go get it. It, 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 So what's rec room, Jeff? It's a place where you wreck your room. In video game context, since you're the video game guy, I don't have any clue. (laughs) I, I just sent that to you and I'm like, what is this? I thought it, I thought it was a, VR game. I think I might be wrong. Yeah. I'm going to do a quick Google search here because I also have no idea. Uh, yeah, it's it says here that it's a massively multiplayer online game with integrated game creation, with an integrated game creation system. So it's like PlayStation Home. Oh, but it is <laughs> VR. It is VR. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. How is it on Xbox One if it's VR? I'm confused. Maybe it's optional VR. Maybe it's optional. Who knows? It sounds uh, like a Roblox thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. It really does look like a Roblox oh, thing because there's like well, Raphael with swords, which is wrong. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it's just Mirage Leonardo. Leonardo. Huh? I, huh? I mean, maybe, but there's the R on the belt buckle. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Oops. Uh, and then there's a Donatella when it's a girl and she's got a sword. I'm like, you, you no, you're wrong. It's probably just outfits for your avatar. And if you're a girl and you want to dress as Donatello, there you go. Yeah. It, so so I guess the news here you is TMNT is in rec right. room. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. All so, like maybe two of our listeners who know what that is. Like, I know Rec Room's a big deal. Like, there's only, like, four big deals in VR. <laughs> You're not wrong. It still hasn't <laughs> caught on yet. I've been trying since the late 90s. 
yeah, so if you like Rec Room, there you go. Um, I guess more more good news. The Mutant Mayhem Ninja Turtles are going to be in the Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. It's yay. Um, there, yeah. the float looks like it's going to be massive. Yeah. But I don't, do either of you watch the Thanksgiving day parade? No, I, I do. No, I, why did I know that answer? I knew Jeff was going to say that you watch. <laughs> Sitting there eating food, watching the parade. I was like, that's something that the family has always done. So Wait, it's just what? kind of a tradition. What time does the parade take place to where you're eating food, Jeff? Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> what time does the parade start? I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know, was... <laughs> you've heard of of breakfast. There's, there's late breakfast. What is this you speak second, of? There's second breakfast. There is second breakfast. <laughs> you, you know that that iconic thing that everyone eats Thanksgiving Day breakfast. Uh, hey, look. That's called saving room in my house. Yeah, I mean, look, that's why we eat the turkey sausage and the biscuits. That's a yeah, it's turkey bacon. Yeah. Oh man, turkey uh, eggs. No. <laughs> turkey turkey biscuits. Uh, I, I I don't hate that idea. Just for for Thanksgiving breakfast, you just eat turkey eggs and turkey bacon. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> so. See, I've I can't I think I might have in passing seen the parade like four or five times in my life just because someone was like, oh, look, the parade. And then they changed it to football at some point. Like, that's just how it happens in, in, in our house. Uh, but for those that do watch the parade and those that are there in person, there will be a Ninja Turtles float. So. Good, if, good for good for them. They don't have Shredder. I ain't interested. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's very on brand <laughs> um jeff let's let's talk about the some some bad news for a moment um oh. the uh who is who is pat, who was pat e johnson pat e johnson uh he was the choreographer for um the turtles movies mm-hmm. the chore choreographer for the yeah yeah the original um, Turtles movies. Yes. And he <clears throat> also worked on Karate Kid. Uh, he was also the referee in the first Karate Kid movie. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, it's always sad when we lose someone that, you know, that's associated with the Turtles. Um, and this guy had a huge impact um, uh, on the industry, you know, not just not just for Turtles. So, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was 84, passed away this past week. Long life. Yeah, we can we can only hope to make it to 84. So. Yep. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to some some uh some happier news. Um. <laughs> the uh, turtles are finally getting a crossover with Adidas Shell Toes shoes. Shell Toes. Shell toes. Cut it out. <laughs> My Adidas. Mm. I don't I, have much I, to say on that. Really? <laughs> so, or, I mean, so I, I, I like neither of you strike me as as fellows that are into sneaker culture. 
No, but I do have friends who are, and I'm like, you're insane as I spend money on comics and action figures and video games. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the same disorder. They just buy things they can wear. Like, that's it's the same <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, I've, I own a pair of shell toes, like, like Adidas. Uh, I haven't worn them in like 20 years, but they're in a closet somewhere. This seems like a, a no-brainer when it comes to a crossover... And it's kind of surprising it's taken this long to do it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of dig how subtle these are. I would rock these. (laughs) They do look pretty cool, and I am an Adidas fan. (laughs) Uh, What's wild is I really like the packaging on these. Yeah, they are very Uh, cool. Like, uh, you're going to see in the show notes, if you check the show notes, that they're being packaged in like a bubble container or like like a bubble packaging so you can see the shoes even though they're not opened so you can literally display them like a figure like a toy yeah yeah they think of everything now yeah yeah like the the shelto adidas are iconic they don't usually look like these kind of shells but Mm -hmm. it's fine uh they're obviously not Jordans or anything like that. I don't know what the what kind of uh, demand there's going to be for these. But they're really cool. I doubt I'll be able to get my hands on them. But they're out there. So get them if you want them or if you can get them. Um, all right, Jeff, I've, I've let you uh, stew long enough. <laughs> Tell tell us about this Professor Perry two pack. We oh we, we knew that it was coming, but yeah. NECA finally re- released details of it. I the sculpt his it's just not pretty. It just doesn't. It looks terrible. Does it? Yeah. I'm I'm not happy one bit. Like it. Like if you compare it to to photos and stuff like that, or like maybe even the preliminary, like the early uh, mock-ups, I think the early mock-ups looked better. Well, they always do. Yeah. I don't think it looks that bad. Um, I, well, I will. I think I think my uh, my Tron figure has a better likeness. But which one? Um, it's the Diamond Select. Uh, oh yeah, I've got those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's it's definitely a, a better line. He looks too puffy. Yeah, he's very jowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his 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 they they give him like a big fat chubby face, and I'm like, he didn't have that. It's very very regal, very square jaw. I don't know about that. He's not Bruce Campbell. Well, he's not <laughs> that, but you know. I'm just but, I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, I, I feel like this is what he would have looked like had he played the character 15 years later. Yeah, uh, it could be that it's like a like if he did a face scan for something else and he was older, they could be using that because obviously he's passed now. So they weren't able to yeah. do unless they got this face scan right before he passed. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of doubt since he was living in like an assisted place in England. Hmm. So I don't, 
know how much they were willing right. to go out of their way. Yep. Am I still yeah. going to get it? Yes. <laughs> it's freaking David Warner. You know. Well, if if you're going to get it, you're going to have you're going to have a fight on your hands cuz uh it is a NECA store exclusive, I believe for Black Friday. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. And the, yeah, Black, I saw Black where they're all, they're they're also putting more uh, Secret of the Use shredders up for Black Friday on the NECA store. Really? Like yeah. another variant? No, this it's just the same one. So they oh they must have like a storage locker full of those things. Yeah. Because they, I, they I, made a bunch. I still never saw one in a store. Like the regular Secret of the Use shredder never saw one in a store. Now, Super Shredder, you can get three different versions of that at my local Walmart. Uh, if you would like 50 of them, they're, they're there. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, build a Shredder army. Mm, I already do have a Shredder <laughs> army. <laughs> You're talking to Mr. Shredder army. Another one. I was actually talking to our listeners. Oh. Ooh. Oh, 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 my God. I see. See, I'm usually a listener, so I was thrown off. Yeah, that's true. Uh, OK, I guess I'll say this. I don't like his his. Uh, he looks like he's wearing an orange diaper. He does. <laughs> and I and I get that there are just there's just certain concessions you have to make when putting pants on an action figure. But <laughs> This doesn't look ideal. No. It, it really doesn't. Oh man. They, they, I think this could have been a better, like a better situation had they just not done the jumpsuit version of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could have left that off, honestly, because he was only in it for just a little while, and then the rest yeah. of the time he's in the lab coat. Yeah. You know, and, I, I'm glad. I'm glad this exists. Yes. Um, is it perfect? No, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah. Oh, it's not often that we get uh, David Warner figures like, you know, Sark right. from Tron and was, you know, one of them and uh, that supported his likeness. And then, of course, this. Um, so. Um, hmm. Yeah, I will be getting the the uh, two pack, hopefully. Yeah, I, I I don't know if there's they're going to be flying off the shelves considering the character and the sculpt. So. Yeah. That, that's that's definitely why it's a Black Friday thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were like, let's do do we do Black Friday or do we do loot crate with this one? Oh no. <laughs> uh, that does it for news, fellas. Does it? I think so. I don't really. Yeah, it's nothing else. There's nothing else here. Nothing else important happened. Well, oh, no, there is something uh, that I saw. Um, you know how we talked about the He-Man figures? Uh-huh. Uh, well, they uh, they popped up images of Raphael and Shredder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that somehow did not make it into news this week, but it is absolutely news. Uh, well, it kind of did because I did it last minute while you were talking. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> We've we have Mr. Shredder here. So what do you what do you think? What do you think about this Shredder? Well, as someone who also loves Masters of the Universe, I thought I thought it was incredible. Uh, he looks like 
what Shredder would look like if he was in Eternia in Masters of the Universe. Uh, I, I really dig all these figures. I know that they're not for everybody, especially if you're not like a He-Man fan, like you're not going to really like these. But I I have loved every single one of them that I've seen. Shredder is no exception, of course. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> I was a big He-Man fan as a kid, and so it's kind of carried over. I've always loved fantasy and stuff like that. And so uh, He-Man's pretty big in the household. And I know um, you guys, I, I, don't, I don't remember if you talked about this on the show or just in our group chat, but you were very upset that uh, Michelangelo was missing. <laughs> yeah. Sure but I, but I, yes, because I also want to point out that the original press release had Hordak on it, and he doesn't have a figure shown yet either. So it's oh. coming. Yeah, it's coming. You you say so, but if this like if these come out and just warm the shelves for six months or two years, they're they're gonna sell Sergio because they did a a WWE He Man crossover, and those sold like hotcakes for a while. That's so I mean, dumb. You got some wrestling people. <laughs> I, I got I got some of the turtles wrestling figures. Um, I didn't get the Ghostbusters one sadly. Yeah, I think I have one of the turtles wrestling figures. Uh, I love that there's no Michelangelo. I don't know why. <laughs> See, shame evil. on you. It You're seems, evil. It seems like they're targeting you so hard, Jeff. Look. I, I, now I could understand if, if both if if like there was a Leo and a Donnie and then they were holding off Raph and Mikey for later, but. Just Mikey seems very personal to me. Mikey's going to be the damsel in distress during this story. He's going to be the one Maybe. they're going to save. <laughs> <laughs> him and Orko are just hanging out. They're oh, like, God. What if they make him look like Orko? <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like Orko. There's also not a She-Ra looking uh, April. Right. Yeah. Say, is that how you say that? She-Ra? Or is it She-Ra? She- yeah. Either way, it shows you how much I know about Masters of the Universe. I, I watched it as a kid. It just none of it stuck at all. Yeah, I, I, I'll probably if if I see these at Walmart, I'll probably grab the turtles and maybe Shredder. But I don't I'm not going deep on this at all. <laughs> that, you that, say that now that slash is kind of cool, though. Yeah. Uh. OK. Well, that's is. Are there any more last minute news topics, Jeff, that you've snuck into our group chat? No, that should be it. That's all I slid to your DMs. Oh, oh, don't. Oh, God. No, let's take our break. (laughs) And we're back. All right, fellas, Uh, we are gathered here today to talk about Ninja Turtles and Street Fighter. I'm sorry. Ninja Turtles versus Street Fighter. Uh, a, a comic book series published by IDW over the past five months. Uh, it is one of the quickest books that we've been able to turn around and talk about. I, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I prioritized this so high. I don't either. I, ge- I guess I thought, man, that seems interesting. We should talk about it. It's probably good, right? <laughs> Subjective. Always. Uh, so, so yeah, issue five literally came out last Wednesday or the, yeah, like four days ago. 
and we're now reading it and we, we've read it and 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 now now we're all together and we're going to talk about it uh russ you as we said before specifically asked to be on this episode and while i didn't question you at the time now that i am recording your answer i'm going to say why <laughs> <laughs> well i am a massive street fighter fan um i have loved street fighter for 20 plus years now i've even played it competitively before um i uh, love just i love fighting games in general but um street fighter always holds a special place in my heart much like the turtles do so i was like yeah you know this is coming out it's it's kind of exciting two of my favorite things together you know back in the day i always wanted tournament fighter versus street fighter and you know Obviously, that was a cash grab on Street Fighter. Um, (laughs) But Street Fighter has such a it's it's simple, but it's also has the most convoluted nonsense continuity of just about anything. It's not like Mortal Kombat, which is now a well-oiled machine of continuity and story. No, Street Fighter, they go with the flow and change (laughs) Every game, they alter something. Um, and I think that shows here. Um, but so Street Fighter is not known for its story quality, if, if that's if you're catching my drift. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I just it was two things coming together and I, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, so shoot me with a Hadouken. Um <laughs> No, it's it's fine. It's fine. Like like when we're only covering five issues, we have we we have some some breathing room on these episodes. So welcome mm-hmm. in to the welcome to th- this nightmare. Um, <laughs> uh, I I I'm just gonna say I knew reading this that Sergio wasn't gonna like it. Um, well before we get into Sergio's opinion, which I will give it. <laughs> trust me. Uh, what did you guys think of just just this is the whole th- overall? What's your what's your your elevator pitch of an opinion here, Jeff? It feels like a badly written episode of a of a '90s cartoon because that's what the basis of this comic is from. Uh, is it? Yes. Well, it's a combination. It's a hundred percent. It's a combination of okay, so you have the movie with Jean Claude mm-hmm. Van Damme, yep. and the cartoon series was a spinoff from that. Are yep. you talking about the Street Fighter cartoon the, series? Yes, the USA yes. cartoon series. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have lots of thoughts about this, Sergio, but go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so as someone who purchased the Discotech Media complete Street Fighter animated series DVD set um, and has watched it, to exhaustion just because it's bad um that's i knew exactly i was like oh there's cheesy jokes and i was like they're being really goofy and stupid and i was like oh, okay i was like did they just watch the cartoon at nauseum mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh this is starting to make a bit more sense now uh-huh. yeah yeah and it's not like it wasn't the going into it i kind of my thought was like oh well, maybe it'll be kind of serious like the Street Fighter 2 
anime mm-hmm. movie, which is amazing. Nope. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. I don't think you answered my question, though. So did you like it? There are elements that I enjoyed. Um, but overall, it's like, why are they even doing this? What's the what's the reason? Why is there? There's no reason behind any of it. Money. Besides money. <laughs> the reason for everything. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. OK. OK. Well, Russ, well like, what about what about you? Keep, keep in like, mind, we, do, we 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 are going to go through all of these books. Right. Uh, I'll just keep, you know. So uh, at first, you know, I read the first issue when it came out and uh, I was like, OK, this is this is kind of fun. Um, I think the art is really good besides human faces, which seem to be awful. Um, no, that, that, I don't, I'm not going to disparage anybody that worked on this book. Cause I know that they worked hard. Jeff is a hundred percent correct. Uh, the more I read this, I was like, is this the street fighter USA network universe? Because none of the characters act like this in the games. I just yeah. want to point this out. Guile never been a hothead. That is not Guile at all. Ryu Okay, Ryu was pretty close. Ryu and Leonardo, pretty close in personality. They're like the quiet leader, the warrior. They only, they only care about bettering themselves. Ken is portrayed as an idiot here. That's never been the case. And I think the biggest atrocity in this is the portrayal of M. Bison. Yeah. Because oh. he he is made out to be a blubbering idiot. And that is not the Bison character at all. The Bison character is one of the most terrifying, like, video game villains of all time because he just won't die. (laughs) And and he keeps getting these master plans coming back with the psycho power, which I know that's a big part of this. But this is not this. It's not my Bison. We'll just put it that way. Um, In terms of what I thought. I did not hate this. Um, I thought it needed a lot of work. Again, I think I think the problems come from the Street Fighter side more than the Turtle side. Um, I really enjoyed the 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 art, other than the human faces. I thought were a little weird. I thought the turtles looked good. I was really impressed with um, Sarah Meyer's colors i thought the colors were very vibrant but uh it's a mess and it really is there's there's one there's okay there's a lot of really bad jokes in this um there's are there was one instance where i actually laughed out loud though so i'll give them that we'll talk about it when we get there but you know i i'm usually a a glass half full kind of guy where um you know, I I like to see the positives in things. And I, again, I didn't hate this, but I, I'm never reading it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Tell us how you really feel. Like, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat here. I don't except that I don't have the love that you guys have for Street Fighter. I played Street Fighter 2 as a kid. I... I'm aware of a lot of the characters and some of the lore and the goofiness of a lot of it. 
And I know a lot of people who play fighting games, but I don't care about any of these characters. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of coming at this one sided. Yeah. And yeah, I, I would say that the, the turtles part is not the is not the crime here. No, I feel like because Paul Allure has written turtles before. He had a lot, actually. So I think he was more comfortable there. I really honestly think he just got all of his Street Fighter stuff from the movie and the animated series. That yeah. that it's because I I know this it's it's I guess a spoiler. There's not a single Hadoken throne in this miniseries. <laughs> There's no fireball in this miniseries what are you doing and there's only what six street fighter characters in it yes if and that counts the one that's like in one panel Uh uh-huh so like there's dozens and dozens of street fighter characters why are we only dealing with like three dudes and chun li well, to be fair, Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and Guile are seen as the main protagonists of Street Fighter. Yeah, but and if, where's where's Blanca? Where's Dalsin? Yeah. Like, where's Balrog? Like, I, I well, Balrog, Balrog's on the phone in this. <laughs> I have the answer. Okay. They were paid DLC. Oh! This isn't an EA game. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> But yeah, um, try to make a game joke. I, I do. I wonder, like, there's five turtles and only four good Street Fighter characters. That's that's like that's uneven. Oh, yeah. that, that, that and oh, my God. OK, I don't even know if we're going to get around to actually going through these books. I don't know if it's worth it. But <laughs> when they announced this, this stupid crossover, my first question was, why are there nine characters on the first on the cover of the first issue instead mm. of ten? You either you either write this story and do not include Jenica, right? To where there's four and four, or you add one of the Street Fighter characters. There's literally dozens of them. Pick one. Yep. I mean, E Honda. E Honda. Cammy yeah. makes perfect sense. You should have had Cammy in there. Yeah. You should have had another female on the Street Fighter side. Yeah. Yeah. It. It. it that upfront. I mean, at announcement, it didn't make sense. And just the inclusion of Jenica means is hinting that this is part of the IDW canon. Lots of references to that, huh? (laughs) And in the books, there's a lot of references to the IDW canon, which I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do. Of course, I love the IDW books. But why are we why 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 are we bringing Street Fighter into this conversation like let this be standalone like the Batman one or the right or the, you know, Usagi one or many of the other ones that are out there. There's no need for this to be part of the canon. And if they're expecting this to fit in during the Armageddon game, which is when it was being released, mm-hmm. it makes even less sense. Yeah, because all of these Turtles characters are doing their own stuff. And dealing with much bigger issues than what's happening in this Street Fighter crossover. So I don't like that at all. There's a there's right. a, there's a few solid jokes mm-hmm. tied to it. I'll give them that. But no, nah, bro, pick pick put this in 2K3. Like, why not? Like, pick another continuity to 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 to, to pollute. 
Yeah. Don't pick. I, don't pick the one that is currently happening. Um, I just also wanted to talk about because okay, are, are we gonna do this like we're going to actually talk about the issues, or is this going to be a free for all? I feel like we're in a free for all situation. Right, right now. now we're in free for all. Let me let me actually go through the book. Like, I'll this will be real high level. There's not much to say about them anyway, but we don't want to we don't want to break tradition just because we're mad. <laughs> so issue one of the Street Fighter crossover starts with Guile being punched by a turtle. Turns out it's Raphael. They are having an all out fight inside of a boxing rink, it seems like. Uh, and we then see M. Bison. He's watching and talking to Baxter Stockman. So they're establishing that they're the bad guys. Uh, Michelangelo and. Chun Li have a moment where he's carrying a bunch of food. And, <laughs> yeah, and then the you know we meet the other turtles. They're they're clearly at this competition. Uh, I guess the Street Fighter tournament. I, I, they're not even in establishing in that Atlantic that's what, City. <laughs> in Atlantic City, they're not establishing that that's what this is. They're just at a random casino as mm-hmm. teenagers, mind you. Yeah. And we find out that fighters from this this tournament have been going missing. And that is the onus for the story. Where are these fighters? Uh, and then Michelangelo and Chun-Li get in the ring. He refuses to hit her. She beats the crap out of him, almost chokes him with her thighs. They vow to figure out what's going on with the, the missing fighters. Raphael and Guile's fight got shut down early, and they're still angry at each other and want to get back in there and fight because they're both hotheads. And then we find out that 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 uh, what do we find out at the very last moment? Uh, Bison is going to harvest Raphael's psycho power. There you go. Whatever that is. And to be continued. What's psycho power, guys? All right. So psycho power is um, basically this evil energy that uh, Bison is made up of. That's how he keeps coming back. Basically, every time his physical body dies, he can find a new one through psycho power. Not to be confused with the Satsui no Hado, which is another evil thing in Street Fighter that is linked to Akuma and evil Ryu. Akuma being my favorite Street Fighter character. I was upset he wasn't in this, but I understand. I'm kind of glad he wasn't at this point. Um, yeah, it's like it's. It's an evil energy, Sergio. It's 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 like the force, but it's purple. <laughs> so it's the dark side of the force. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. So but when Bison is a Jedi, that's canon now. I okay, all right. It allows him to turn into a torpedo and not an actual torpedo, but like he spins around and hits you like a torpedo. Yeah. That's kind of where they lost me when he started talking talk about psycho power, and I'm like, I I knew that's what I knew as soon as like Raphael was getting all hot headed, I was like, oh well, that's where they're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And 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 then uh, yeah, he so so he just is powered by people's anger. Mm. So he just like I, lives on Twitter now. Like, is that a thing? Well, he's all about world domination. I don't think I can stress this enough that in the games, M. Bison is a badass. Like, he is not the kind of guy to, uh, like, silently escape <laughs> like he does multiple times in this. Um, yeah. Mm. And e- even the Raul Julia Bison was capable of 
kicking John Claude Van Damme's butt. I I yeah. really liked the Raul, Raul Julia. Yeah, in Bison. And, I really did. Uh, J- Jeff, you've been you've been uncharacteristically quiet here. What do you think of his first book? You know, I again, I just felt like I was watching you know an episode of the cartoon. Uh, my favorite my favorite moment uh, was the interaction with Mikey and Chun Li. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that 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 was that was really good. That's a highlight in this book. Um, I was you know, I was I just real quick. I was really a, I thought Jeff was going to be upset that Chun Li beat Michelangelo, but um, I think it's very in character how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And she also is all even in like back in Street Fighter too. She was always called the strongest woman in the world. Yeah, and in the cartoon she's called that too. And there's just yeah. such goofy moments. The biggest plot hole is like, why are the turtles just randomly at this tournament? Right. Like, yeah. I, you know, they if spent it was, zero time explaining why. I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of liked that because. We always complain when they th- overthink these crossovers. Well, now they've underthought the crossovers. <laughs> yes, they've very much underthought. Like, like this is all just window dressing for <laughs> fight scenes between these two characters. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Hmm. Well, let's take a moment here to l- talk about issue two. Well, before we get to that, I will say there's one panel where Guile looks basically exactly like Jim Carrey. <laughs> and that's on page 21 or 20 uh 20 <laughs> oh man uh this, yeah let's move on <sighs> issue two uh, raff and guile are still angry and going at it like this just kind of happens and happens and happens and happens um so our heroes are hit with like electricity and then our the, the villains decide instead of kidnapping them they are then placed in separate parts of the city so neither party knows who betrayed the other and knocked mm-hmm. them out basically yeah. to sow uh distrust in the two teams uh-huh. which i think sounded like a real smart idea when they were writing this yep uh we then cut to a scene with uh ryu fighting leonardo that's Mm. a fun little 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 battle leo wins and then ken goes at it with donatello and that a lot of that happens off off camera no off frame yeah it no love for donnie none yeah jenica ends up throwing ryu into the ring and then there's a all-out brawl that spills out into the casino with all of the hero characters because of all the seeds of un you know Mm. distrust that are there uh a bunch of i guess these are they're bison troopers bison bison troopers (laughs) why wouldn't there be bison troopers that's that's from the movie that's from the movie Uh, then then yeah then there's all kinds of fighting and explosions and more lightning. And then there's actual kidnappings at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raphael and Chun-Li are taken hostage by the villains. Our good guys are like, we're going to find them. And that's it. Oh, and they also reveal that they are making a psycho bomb, a psycho bomb. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> 
anyway. <laughs> so what um, do you have to say about this, Russ? I thought the fight between Ryu and Leonardo was wasted. Um, it was that is not the Ryu that I know. They it's like they took all these characters and just dialed them up to eleven and made them dumb. Like, yep. and I I don't mean like uh, I, as a concept. I mean like intelligence wise, they're some they're all dumb. And because Leo and Ryu would be like they would love each other because they have like the same ideologies. Uh, and that is not really played up at all. It's played up for laughs where Ryu was like, I cannot wait to fight you. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And Leo's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then Leo wins. I think that's debatable. Um, I, I also I think the reason we don't see a lot of the Street Fighter special moves is because they have to tone down the Street Fighters to where they're able to fight the turtles because in the games they're throwing fireballs, electricity, shooting fire out of their mouths. They're, they're super powered. So that's probably why we don't see a lot of the special moves is to make it more fair, but you could have also just given the turtles their tournament fighter moves and it would have been fine. Um, Agreed. Yeah. But where do they uh, get them? But where do they get them? The psycho you even, power. <laughs> you then have to write. <laughs> you have to. You have to write the the, the MacGuff. Yeah. This. This is okay. Whatever. Um, what this else you was got? Probably, this was probably my least favorite of the five. This. I thought this just dragged. It was boring. At least. At least the other ones have something like either horrendously bad or just goofy or you know in some cases fun. This one just was meandering and felt like. This is a means to an end. Uh, nothing really happens here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've, I got nothing for this issue. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't have much either. It's like, it, except to echo what what Russ said. Like, you know, it's completely. It's like okay, in the '80s, you had video game cartoons, and so they had very little information on on anything. So they had to make a lot of stuff up. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, but when you compare it to, because like, you know, the cartoon like Ken's like a, you know, he's out for uh, fame and fortune. He's rich. Yeah. Already. He's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do any of that, you know. And they touch on that in like the movie, you know, one of the movies. Well, not not so much as in the movies, but uh, there's a an anime series. Yeah. Uh, which is really really good and. It, it's all about you know fleshing those characters out and like you said none of that is here like they're just mm-hmm. it, it it feels like just the the cheap cash grab chun Li feels like she's the closest to her real self but she also still comes off as kind of mean yeah and she's never really been portrayed as mean she's a badass but she's not mean you know yeah so but I still, I think she's probably the closest to her actual self. Yeah. Because they could have woven in the mysticism and all of that heavy yeah. uh, into these stories. Right. Because Turtles is not, you know, that's not an alien concept. Mysticisms, magics, that type of thing. Yeah. They, Look yeah. at Blanca. <laughs> he, 
he would have been perfect for this. Why isn't he here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More green guys? He's a mutant. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> Uh, and, and and like you're right that they don't really drop the ball on the turtles characters but they're the characteristics of the turtles are so well established at this point you can paint with a broad brush and get it right it's like oh Raphael, oh he's angry it's like uh, donatello oh make sure he touches the computer at some point michelangelo <laughs> make him like pizza and make jokes like it's it's not hard the the only turtle that they really had trouble with here was Jenica, and instead of oh, showing man. a characteristic, they they just had her refer to the things in her past. She's wasted here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, I. Let's let's just move on. Anything mm-hmm. else for two? No. Nope. nope. Awesome. Issue three starts with the Chun Li and Raphael in these weird arm cuff things that are unnecessarily large. Uh, and they're in custody with, uh, M Bison and Baxter. Uh, there's a whole bunch of exposition here. Baxter and M Bison are not getting along and the, our two heroes are trying to escape. Of course, uh, M Bison talks about draining psycho power from the angry turtle. And he's like, is that like turtle power? Which <laughs> solid, it's real solid. I like that. Uh, the all of our hero, the 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 remaining heroes are back at the the uh, casino, looking at at uh, the closed circuit camera tape to find out what happened to their 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 partners, and they also find out that hey, there's one one of the bad guys still here. We should probably chase him and question him because that would be the smart thing to do. Uh, they two of them do that. Uh, Guile and Michelangelo, they, they 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 follow the bad guy. The others try to uh, figure out what happened and where's, you know, where Raphael and Chun-Li are. Then we cut back and, and Bison does some more exp- explanations and uh, Chun-Li does this windmill bicycle flip kick thing that she does Spinning in the game. Kick. What's yeah. With the, it's going to be your text message sound now. <laughs> they they chase the bad guy onto a Ferris wheel, which makes no sense. Uh, and Raphael, they, it's just a bunch of protracted fight scenes that don't lead to much. Uh, Raphael and Chun-Li, they escape, but they're still like handcuffed. So that makes it tough. Uh, all the other heroes find their way to where Bim Bison and Baxter are. They have to fight through a bunch of people. It, it's a whole bunch of stuff happens. M Bison turns on Baxter and they, they, they let, or what did, what did, what did he do? He turned all off. The, yeah. All the yeah. prisoners are released. Yeah. He turned off the prisoner machines that are soaking up the psycho power. And that releases the one and only Shredder. Mm-hmm. That's where they end the book. <sighs> so much good, happens here. Good uh, job, Sergio. No, that was a <laughs> terrible job. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go to I'm, I'm gonna go to Jeff on this one first. Jeff, what did you think of issue three? This one was a little better. Uh, probably my favorite moment 
um, in this is when Bison uh, just straight up uh, Rick James backhands Jordan Peele. That's my favorite panel. <laughs> the, Jordan, the thing, Jordan Peele. <laughs> he looks like Jordan Peele in this. Like, it's like, what? Who does Baxter look like this is this issue? Um, that that is a fun a fun panel. Yeah, uh, that's that's my favorite one. I could hear it as I smack. <laughs> okay, uh, well, Russ, you clearly have stuff to say about this one. Um, well, I I do love Bison smacking Baxter because like he he just he just will not shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Bison's not having any of it. Unfortunately, then Bison decides that he is once again a blubbering imbecile where he's arguing with Baxter and then he's just like, wait, our prisoners snuck off while we were um having a spirited and healthy debate. That is not M. Bison. He would kill Baxter in the he first would. issue. Yes. <laughs> he would he don't like play. He he would disintegrate him. <laughs> um which don't even get me started on that. But yeah, he he's so out of character in this. Like I said, even the Raul Julia version wasn't this much of a coward and an idiot. Um, of course, you know, Shredder's here. And uh, this was spoiled with me because of solicits because Shredder's on the cover of the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he is a beefy Shredder. Jesus, he is like, he, he's huge. I, I, I don't think other than a super shredder, I've never seen a shredder drawn that massive. Um, the psycho power uh, steroids. Yeah. Um, I think the way they introduce or uh, yeah, introduce shredder into the story, they really portray him as a threat, which we need because Baxter and Bison are acting like idiots. So you need somebody that's actually competent. Uh, he ends up just kind of being a story device and nothing else. But yeah. um, he's a he's a he's a chaos agent, is what he is. He's there because it's like in the contract we got to have Shredder in here. Um, <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I'm glad Donatello got something to do. Like he helps explain what's going on. Like Donnie always gets done dirty, so. As long as he's got something to do, that's cool. But yeah, I mean, like Jeff said, it's a little bit better, but it's still, it's just, it feels meandering. Like, like, like you said, Sergio, there's all these like truncated fights that go nowhere. It's, well, it's fighting for the sake of action, not fighting because they're necessary. Right. There's no stakes right now. Like, it, I don't need to see punches unless there's a reason to see punches and would have, would have been nice to see a fireball. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a bicycle kick or something. Wait, bicycle kicks. Luke Kang. What's yeah. the, what's the flash the, kick? The well, guile has a flash kick yeah. flash kick. That's what I yeah. was thinking. Uh, yeah, I got, no, I, I got nothing, man. Outside of a few well-timed jokes. Yeah. I think, I think the turtle humor is, on point like yeah it's just like we said that street fighter stuff is really bringing this book down (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, like like the 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 joke where where Chun Li was like, "Ha ha, you untied me or whatever," and then he just hit the <laughs> button and it just locked her back up. I was like, "All right, that's solid. That's funny." <clears throat> yeah, but it, it's sad that that's all I have to a, a turtle guy. That's all I have to take from this is some well timed jokes because the rest of it is nonsense in my mind because mm-hmm. I got I, I have no. No super love for Street Fighter. The the turtle interactions here are watered down because they have to be because there's 15 billion characters. But but think about it this way, Sergio. You actually liked TMNT Power Rangers, right? I did. I did. But I have I have more connection to Power Rangers than I have Street Fighter. Right. But it's still not one of your like things like it's right. not something you care about. So I think if a story is well written, it really doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of both, you're going to enjoy it more. But they they just write the Street Fighter side so poorly that you just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care. Like when Sh- when Shredder showed up, it wasn't. Oh, man, Shredder. It was. Well, what are they going to do with this guy? Like was my first thought is like, oh, no, because what we don't need this story to be more complex. We just needed to make more sense. And introducing him at this point does not make it make more sense. No, he like you said, he is there to cause chaos. Yeah. (laughs) And let's that that magic word money. (laughs) uh, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for three before I read four? Nope. Man, this has been so bad. You haven't been asking Jeff if there's any nuggets. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's really not. <laughs> what? Wait, was it was it issue three or four where they reveal the dumb anagram? Oh, man. The Halo I, soda is Shadow Lou. I was like, you've got to be kidding. I, I that was in like book two or three. Oh man! And uh, honestly, I was just like, let me just keep reading. Uh, uh, yeah, I I got it, but at no point was I like, this is important. Like, they'll get to what they need to get to. Let's get this book over with. Yeah, Shadowloo. Like, okay, I'm sure that's a thing they're gonna have to punch. Well, that's the organization. Oh, oh yeah. I I I gathered enough to get through the story. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. Book four. Uh, Shredder is free and he's beating people up. Uh, (laughs) There's tension between Baxter and M. Bison. M. Bison quietly escapes, as you said earlier, or quietly attempts to. He pushes Raph into the little psycho power machine to (sighs) drain him of his anger. And... Chun Li escapes and meets with her buddies. Guile is strong and just punches her out of the the, the the cuffs. They're regrouping and Baxter falls into literally falls into their lap. Jinnica mm-hmm. uh, gets all mad at him. They say you're gonna work with us or else. He's like sure whatever. And Michelangelo and Guile. There's stuff happens. Who cares? I don't care. (laughs) Punches happen. Shredder (laughs) sees his arch nemeses 
enter the room and he's like, ha ha, I knew the Hamato clan would have been behind this. And uh, then they weren't. And he's like, we're all working together now, us and the street fighters. And he's like, then very well, you'll die together. Ah. <clears throat> and they're looking for Raph by pulling doors off of all of these psycho power machine thingies. And out pops Pigeon Pete. <laughs> As I said, there are some solid jokes sprinkled into this thing. Uh, and then someone else pops out. I don't not familiar with Rufus. Oh, yeah, he's from Street Fighter four. He's but, not uh, well. He's not well liked. OK, so he's the Pigeon Pete of Street Fighter yeah. four. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, then there's a bunch of fighting again. And Baxter, you know, he agreed to work with them to 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 make sure the psycho bomb doesn't blow anything up. And instead, he tricked Ken into destroying the control panel, ensuring the psycho bomb was going to blow up. So ha ha ha. Bad guys are winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still more fighting. Shredder's beating up everyone. M. Bison reveals that, hey, bro, I know we were working together, but you realize that bomb's going to blow up New York City, right? Ha 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 ha. And Baxter cries real tears because canonically speaking, if this is in the IDW series, Baxter is currently mayor of New York. Mm. So this is his. He refers to it multiple times as my city, my city, not my city. And the issue ends with M. Bison yelling psycho and then laughing. (laughs) There you that's issue four. Um, A lot of nothing happens here. We we get some trickles of story. We understand that M. Bison is a full on psychopath, no pun intended, and that as clever and as resourceful as uh, Baxter Stockman is, he continues to fall into other people's traps, which at this point is just that's his character in all of Turtles lore. Right. Mm-hmm. And Shredder is just causing chaos which is cool um yeah at least shredder got to be cool that's true <laughs> at least shredder got to be cool and jenica did get some action in the, in in this in this book which is cool mm-hmm. but it, it nothing really comes of much of that uh what do you guys think uh russ you go first well obviously i loved all the shredder stuff um he, you know, sometimes he's portrayed as kind of an incompetent meanie and um, he uh, he gets to really he beats up everybody. He beats up Ryu and the turtles. And I needed to ask Sergio's thoughts on something here. OK, so Baxter is like he's pooping his pants over the shredder. Do you think that's in his character to be afraid of the shredder? Um, yes and no. Like he's going to talk a big game when he's not in the same room as the shredder. Yeah. But as soon as the shredder's claws are near his face. Yeah. He's going to poop himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I, I kind of thought so. Cause you know, I'm thinking back to like their previous interactions and, like you said, Baxter always talks a big game, but he's obviously not a fighter. No. And then no. I and then I think about two K three. How many times 
<laughs> Baxter came back as like a robot. <laughs> but um yeah, uh the 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 highlight was was Pete. Um I literally laughed out loud when <laughs> Pigeon Pete popped out. I'm Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just uh, brilliant. And Michelangelo was like, Pete, I didn't even know you were here. Mikey, I didn't know I was here either. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic. That that was fantastic. And he doesn't um, overstay his welcome. He's just like, hi, bye. Yeah. Um, Shredder makes the reference to Turtle Soup, but gives it its Japanese name. What is tur- what's the Japanese uh, name for Turtle Soup? He says, you're all liars, but I'll deal with Stockman after I rip the shells off your backs and dine on Suponabe. That's turtle soup. Good good for him. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like the Shredder stuff, like Pete, the rest was just mostly unnecessary. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Mm, for me, it's it's the uh, the Mikey Chun-Li moments. Mm, yeah. I was like, he fancies her. I'm like, and 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 who wouldn't? <laughs> wow, it's more apparent. Um, you know, I felt like Shredder was the, you know, the Akuma in this, mm-hmm. being consumed with, you know, the power and just, you know, again, I'm like, what's what's the point? What's the, you know, there's no. It, it feels it all feels like it's a standalone episode of the week. The whole the all five issues. I just I have so many questions. But there was like, like, you know, there's no cohesion like say for the turtle the Power Rangers crossover or the Ghostbusters crossover or the Batman crossover. There, you know, there was at least some cohesion in those. But if this is just like let's just make some money. Yeah. If if this was written without Street Fighter characters, right, and all of the other characters were just, you know, brand new villains or brand new characters in the Turtles lore, I don't think we would even give this a pass. No. I, I, I think we would be even more critical and be like, why is this bad? Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they're trying to put one by us by this just being a Street Fighter crossover. Yeah. And, you know, I I thought about this while we were talking, you know, there's the slight I'm not saying it worked. uh, There's the slight possibility that, you know, basing the Street Fighter characters off the the cartoon version was like intentional. Like maybe they are trying to do like a throwback like, oh, it's like the 80s. But the problem is it's not the 80s Turtles. It that that's where the disconnect is. It's like we have yeah. these modern turtles with mm-hmm. the '90s Street Fighter. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you're, you're, if, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Maybe it would be a little bit easier if this was a crossover with, um, you know, because they're doing the like '80s Turtles comic. Mm-hmm. If it was that version of the turtles, it might work better, but. Mm, it's 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 rough. Also, I have a question. If Shredder is this overpowered, why does he need a Foot Clan? <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. He huh. he is literally taking out everybody. Huh. Like, if you look back at 
the uh there's a there's a Batman Turtles crossover that is the Batman the animated series and they're crossing over with the 2012 Turtles. Right. And it works wonderfully because the universes fit together much better than what is happening here. Right. So I am completely on board with what you're saying. It's just, it just doesn't fit. Um, I, I, I liked Baxter Stockman's ruse to get the, uh, the, the, the board destroyed by Ken. Like, good job, Baxter. Think, think on your feet since you can't punch anybody, but Outside of that, I let's just move on to issue five. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of this could have been squished into three issues, I feel. Oh, yeah. It's like I just kept waiting for it to be over. <laughs> um, but yeah, this should have been a three issue miniseries, not a f- five. Yeah. But that's how you make a good trade. You got to have a good trade trade to put on the shelves at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Book five starts with M. Bison talking on a iPhone to somebody. Balrog. Oh, yeah. Balrog. Like, why? 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 I I don't know what's so off putting about a cartoon character talking on a smartphone. (laughs) At least make it be some something fancier or something science fiction. Like the turtles don't use smartphones. They use turtle comms, right? A bison phone. Oh, okay. He's got bison dollars. Why wouldn't he have a bison phone? You're right. This, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the turtles and Baxter are trying to figure out a way to stop the psycho bomb now that it's aimed at Baxter's home. And since the panel is destroyed, that's not in the cards. Uh, Shredder is still just fighting with anyone who will fight him. Uh, that includes Leonardo, Chun-Li, uh, Ryu, just just everybody, everyone, not Leonardo, but it doesn't matter. Well, they they try to they try to get Shredder to join their cause, and uh, Michelangelo <laughs> tries to get him to join, and he he uh, he gives him an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he no, yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> even 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 like the fact that it's gonna blow up New York City, Shredder's still like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Um, and so the plan that they land on is we're going to drain the psycho juice out of the psycho bomb, but we have to have a person to put all that psycho juice in. And Raphael's like, well, I'm the mad guy, so I should, I should be the one who has all of the psycho power. That makes sense. And at this point, Shredder is fighting him bison. And that goes on for a while. And, and and Raphael's like I'm volunteering, and Donatello's like you don't have to do this. No, don't. It'll kill you. And M. Bison and Shredder are still going at it. There's fighting here, fighting there. Raphael soaks up all the psycho juice, turns purple, and starts flying, and has weird Street Fighter powers, and knocks the crap out of all the bad guys. He's Basically punts them into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then Leonardo talks him down and he screams and all the psycho power leaves his body. He turns green once again. They celebrate having defeated the bad guys, but they thought Raphael was dead. 
Thor moment. And Jenica's like, oops, sorry, he's not dead. And he's not dead. And they continue to celebrate. Uh, Baxter is taken into custody. The, the Shredder and Shred- Shredder and M. Bison continue to fight in the ocean. <laughs> And which basically means that they're radical and uh, complete carnage. <laughs> uh, Michelangelo and Chun-Li share another moment. There's a bunch of after whatever, you know, there's basically an epilogue that has Guile and Raphael fighting on the top of a 18 wheeler about to get knocked off the top of it by a sign why they would write it like that, I, I don't – the book's done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> look, at, look at that final panel. Literally, they're three seconds away from just getting the getting knocked off the top of this truck. Mm-hmm. And they're just smiling and fighting like, oh, hey, hoo-hoo. They're just going to hop over it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you don't have to draw that sign. Why did you draw the sign? To to give a, a a veil of danger. Okay, okay. Jeff, <laughs> what did you think? Out of all the issues, like I probably enjoyed this one the most, mm-hmm. um, just because of like in in the and it didn't go the way I expected it to go. Like in the Street Fighter two anime movie, Bison kidnaps Ken. And brainwashes him and turns mm-hmm. him evil to fight Ryu. I thought that's what Bison was going to do with, with Raphael to pit him against everybody else, which would have been amazing. Nope. <laughs> we didn't get that. <laughs> Instead, we got uh, uh, the infragable crunk, Raphael. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, one of my buddies' name, that's one of my buddies' online names, which is the Infragable Crime. <laughs> it's from the Justice Pals from Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the 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 Shredder fight with Bison. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they're beating the crap out of each other. I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how they wanted us to react to it, too. Pretty much, Uh, you know, Raphael touches the Kool-Aid canister. Oh, yeah. And, you know, turns all purple. Um, Goes all Hulk crazy, which is uh, just fun for like a minute. (laughs) It feels like one of those power. It's like the it's like the star in Mario Brothers. You only get it just a little bit. And then all of a sudden, boom. Oh, it's gone. That's if that's if Mario had to scream at the at the sky to release the star power from his veins. Basically, basically. Um, and then, of course, my my favorite moments uh, are, again, between Mikey and Chun-Li, just having nachos and stuff. And uh, they're they're clearly there is clearly something there. And then when you get. It feels like there's a page missing, like they're they're having a conversation and stuff like that. And uh, and she, you know, she says, oh, you're you're kind of a silly little turtle, aren't you? you, It feels like there should have been something more in the next panel there. The turtles are getting loaded up in a van and she's on looking and she looks sad when they're leaving. So that I like that little touch to it. Like I 
because they were kind of forming had a, a bond i think more than anybody uh mm-hmm. any of the other street fighters and turtles um so that that was a nice little touch that i liked um other than that you know it's it it, it is what it is it just it is disappointing because like like russ i grew up a street fighter fan I'm, I'm a more of a street fighter guy than i am in more combat but now more combat you know the stories have gotten really really good in the games and stuff and so and then the animated movies and this really does seem like it was a absolute wasted opportunity to really tap into um you know the the history of street Fighter. like even the uh, street fighter uh assassin's fist movie mm-hmm. uh, which they did which was incredible um, mm-hmm. Probably one of the best, you know, made uh, video game movies we've gotten. Um, that was they really just kind of ran with that lore and that just an opportunity was so missed to do kind of something special instead of just like a cheap, you know, cra- cash grab. Mm. Mm. So you loved it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, russ what'd you think i i i agree that i think this is the best of the five probably um i too loved the little um the interaction between mikey and chun li and they by far have been the only two of the respective teams that have had some kind of bond that was worth talking about um I am a sucker for a villain versus villain fight. So Shredder versus uh, Bison was really cool to me. It, and I was just happy that Bison was actually doing something. He was actually fighting and not yep. running away. And he gets to do his, uh, his head stomp special move on Shredder. Um, I think my other favorite moment <laughs> is is uh, when they're arresting Baxter and he's like, no prison can hold me. And Chun-Li's like, bet you've never been to an Interpol offshore det- detention facility. A what now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. So about this, um, the psycho Raph Hulk thing. Uh, uh-huh. I feel like I have seen this color palette on a turtle before and i almost want to say that this was an alternate color in tournament fighters for Raphael. oh i know what you're talking about it's the it's the alien turtles from tournament fighters for genesis that's it then that's the ref that's the nugget mm-hmm. uh, so uh all of this this entire series just was a big build-up to a tournament fighters nugget <laughs> kill me now <laughs> um but uh yeah i i thought um if you this could have been three issues um it could have been like a lot less meandering and it would have been better and if you maybe didn't go with the 90s street fighter characters it would have been I should say the 90s versions of the Street Fighter characters. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I thought this was actually a bright spot on this on this miniseries. I I dig some of the art here and there. So like a lot of the action like panels are are well put together, and 
that's per- that's basically all I have. That that and of course, as I said, the jokes here and there are pretty solid. I really don't like the whole psycho power thing. I don't like the psycho bomb thing. I don't like purple Raphael. I don't like him hulking out for a minute and launching them into the ocean. I I don't I don't like this. And I don't like that it's in the IDW universe. So like if if we're being if I'm being hypercritical like 6 months from now in the IDW book, Michelangelo could be going on a date with Chun-Li, which doesn't <laughs> make any sense and just bothers me. Like mm. that of course that's not going to happen, but it's within the realm of possibility because these characters exist in the same world now. Uh, I don't like the complete lack of other Street Fighter characters. That is like that is a big, big red flag. They should have done something with that. I, I, I don't like any of it. I and, and as both of you probably know, I already don't like crossovers that much. They're always just a mad grasp like a mad grasp for the lowest hanging fruit possible for from both both properties and somehow while trying to madly grab the fruit for this one they missed and just fell on their face <laughs> they were trying to grab fruit off of a pine tree mm-hmm. uh yeah. this this is probably the worst miniseries produced by IDW that I've read and I've read I, all of them. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I agree. It's by far the worst of the crossovers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not a huge fan of the the you know the the Usagi crossover, but that's just because I don't dig the Usagi stuff anyway. This one had potential and just completely whiffed. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be like I didn't know to expect this to be bad. Well, like we said, Paul Lore, he's he's written a lot of turtles and it shows here because he's really good at writing them. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't been a huge fan of all of the stuff he's done. Like some of it has been lackluster, but at least it's competent mm-hmm. and fits in this in the grander IDW story. This one is so disjointed and pointless that it's hard to it's hard to recommend this to anyone both turtles and street fighter fans. Yeah. If you, if you want just listeners, if you want to try a good street fighter comic, try the, uh, the Udon comics. Oh yeah. Um, those are really good. They got great art and they're not written like this. <laughs> they're, they're not written like this. Wow. Uh, any final thoughts, fellas, before we move on? I, I just got to get on that. I got to start working on my psycho power. That's all I got to do. I, I just, I want to be big, chunky and bison. That's what I'm going to uh, be. But you might turn purple. I'm, I, I, I like purple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, yeah, Jeff? I got nothing. Like <laughs> I, I, I really, I really wanted to like, it, you know, cause I, I love both properties. Um, you know, a great deal. And it was just, it was just such a, a, a missed opportunity, um, which could have been just, just a, you know, just a great crossover. Like if, like you said, like Russ said, like if they were going to do 
uh, a crossover with the 90s Street Fighter characters. It should have been on the Saturday morning thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is this is like this is the most critical we've been, I think, on all on the same page. Yeah. About one about turtle stuff. And it's again, we're not don't don't misread us here, folks. We're not hating on this. Are we not? Well, <laughs> it's just not again. I, 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 expectations. I have read worse comics than this, believe it or not. Um, yeah. oh, a, I lot, believe it. a lot worse. Um, yeah. but you know, Street Fighter and Turtles, that seemed like a, like a no brainer to me. You know, they're both about fighting. They both have yeah. science fiction. They both have magic. It, it kind of, it makes sense, especially since, you know, there was, they, they did those two packs of Street Fighter and Turtles. They did those overpriced costumes in Street Fighter six of the Turtles. Oh. Um, but, uh, this was right up there with like, cause when this was first announced, I was so excited. I was like, man, the only things that I could think of that I would want more than this would be like, uh, you know, turtles and daredevil, just, you know, taking it back to the source. Ooh, uh, honestly, that's the only crossover that I actually care to exist. All yeah. these other ones are fine. They exist. Cool. That's the only one that I want. Yep. And I I assume now we're probably a go for the He-Man Turtles crossover, which I I, I will definitely be all for. But um, it has to be better than this. I hope so. <laughs> like you know the whole thing with like tournament fighters, like it could have been like Bison could have been like the the person in the shadows pulling the strings to uh put on this tournament to find the best fighters to recruit to to join. Shadaloo. Mm-hmm. Nope. I I would have just loved to have seen more tournament fighters references. Give me Armagon yeah. and Wingnut and yeah, none of that. maybe maybe make the villain Karai like she was in the game instead of um, Bison and Baxter. I I don't know. Yeah. It's just not what I wanted. I and yeah. <laughs> I and. <clears throat> Saying it's not what I wanted is yeah. like that. Th- that's fine, but that's not a critique of the actual right content. Yeah. What that is is just it not meeting your expectations. What I want to make sure that our listeners understand is what is there is bad, <laughs> which is I like, a, which is absolutely a critique of what was in the book. I like at yeah. the beginning. Sergio was like, yeah, I, I'm kind of in the middle. And now by the end of it, he's like, it's terrible. It's Do, the worst. I don't know if I ever said it was in the middle. No. I, I, it's go, go back and listen to it when you edit. <laughs> you were. <laughs> uh, no, but now it's like, what is this drivel I have before me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ha, ha, having been forced now to read it twice. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, well, Jeff, what's our, what's the next topic here? What, what, what do we, what do we do next? Next time on Shellheads. Okay. We have a palate cleanser, something that we know is good. Um, the last seven, nine, eight, something like that episodes of season four of the 2K3 cartoon. Oh, and that's officially the last great episodes of the 2k3 cartoon 
Well, that's <laughs> Hot Subject, take. Sub- subjective. That's what's happening next. It's going to be episodes 19 or 419 through 426. And that'll be in about two weeks. Uh, and then I, we'll make our Christmas plans, I guess. Um, ho, ho, Russ, ho. Russ, you are the you're the guest. So we're going to let you go first. Where can you be found? Well, Sergio, I have a variety of other podcasts. Um, first up, my uh, uh, Tomes of Evil, a comic book supervillain podcast. Uh, we usually do a spotlight on a, a Marvel, or not just Marvel, but any comic book villain from any of the companies. Uh, the Shellheads have been nice enough to been on there to be on there twice, once yep. for Baxter and once for the Shredder. Um, we still, we guess still got to do Krang at some point. Um, yeah. but, um, we also have like, we have some different, I call them sub series on there. There's, uh, Sergio mentioned earlier, there's one we do about the Sith. There's one about, uh, Jack Kirby's Itrigan, the demon, um, bunch of different stuff. I also do gamma charge, the strongest podcast there is, which is all about, uh, the Hulk and the She-Hulk from Marvel Comics. And uh, I guess... Oh, no, I still have two more to plug. This this is insane. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so I uh, appear once a month on with my pals Justin and Phil on the Capes and Lunatics podcast where we do uh, a show all about the brand new... Transformer series from uh, Daniel Warren Johnson, which Ooh. sets off a new continuity. Uh, Jeff, it is so good. You have to read this Transformers comic. It it's, is on my it's list. It's probably the it's the best Transformers things I've experienced in years. Um, and then lastly, uh, I do a show called Predator and Prey, which is about the Predator media franchise. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think I got them all. I'm tired. Wow. <laughs> that's uh that that's more than I I I, I realized. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, uh, do you do that much stuff? What do you do? I do a little bit. Do a little bit. Not as much as Russ, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you can. Uh, I do. Twitch streams uh, for Warp Zone Arcade. Uh, we do that weekly. Uh, we're going to do some Ninja Turtle stuff here soon. Um, uh, maybe maybe Russ could join us on one of those, uh, playing some uh, Shredder's Revenge. Um, and uh, of course, I run uh, and own the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brandon Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we have a variety thing, a variety of games to play from modern to retro. Uh, we do birthday parties, events, uh, and more. Uh, also, retro game restoration. I'm always you know, cleaning retro games, uh, cartridge-based games, and making them work like brand new. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and Twitch. So uh, if you're not following us, Please give us a follow, like, check out our content. I try to post, you know, some funny stuff during the week when we're not open. 
um, and then uh, you get you know reels here and there about you know stuff that we're featuring to play and uh we would uh we would really appreciate your support uh and where can we find you sergio what are you going to be up to uh well i just posted the last episode of downset drip uh, it was running very late but it doesn't matter the season has started now uh where we finally talk about the last the the, the last um uniforms for in the nfl uh we talk about the ones that are new for this year because there were changes for this year's uniform set and that was a lot of fun uh we also kind of tease that we might be doing more with that show i don't know uh, but you can check it out on youtube at the reality breached channel uh, it's basically all of our new videos right now so check that out uh and i want to throw a special thanks to russ for joining us again uh thank you uh make sure to check out his shows they're a good time um and tune in next time. As I said, we're talking about some TV. Uh, get your watching in if you're going to watch it. And make sure that you follow all of Jeff's stuff. And follow Shellheads on our social platforms. We're on Instagram and on Facebook. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And I'm Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Are you sure? <laughs> I didn't know what I was supposed to say. And we're (laughs) shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.